What a time to be alive, hockey fans, with the NHL abuzz with all kinds of action. You're tapped into your daily source for hockey and fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and we got all the news that you need to know about Canucks, top of the table, what to do with Alex Ovechkin, and a little McDavid magic. Let's tap in and let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If your sweetheart broke your heart, Steel and I are here to pick up the pieces for your fantasy squad and give you a little bit of love. Don't you worry about it. You're tuned in to the Wednesday Thursday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Shout out to the everydayers. And thank you so, so much for making us your first listen. Every single day today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Steel, I'm going to figure out what day it is one of these days. But it is Thursday. I'm figuring it out now. And what I am clear on, is that there is a lot going on in the NHL. And I know I say that, but this really does feel like a portion of the schedule that the NHL and fantasy GMs are at a tipping point. And that's why we're trying to take a look at some of these angles, including the Canucks are the best team in the NHL. Statistically, on the ice, the eye test, however you want to break it down, they're the best right now. And a lot of that has to do with their depth. So we're going to talk about their third line, one in which that is cooking right now. Speaking of which, Alex Ovechkin on a heater. What do you do with him, Steele? I'm excited to get your angle. Do you sell him? Do you ride out the wave? What's your take? And we got to update this Riley situation. Morgan Riley obviously suspended for five games. He's appealing. Ridley Gregg has now had his comments. I have a take on this deal that I want your pick your brain on as well. And you haven't given your opinion. Of course, McDavid Magic and Betts. Right over to you because the Vancouver Canucks, 78 points in the NHL steal. This team is for real. They also bring in Phil Kessel down in the AHL. They are really trying to make this a push for the Stanley Cup, aren't they? Yeah, they are, you know, especially after they acquire Elias Lindholm. But now that Phil Kessel has made his way over to Vancouver, I believe he was skating in Abbotsford. Uh, and, and who knows, could see a deal happen as soon as, as tomorrow. So we'll keep our eyes peeled and open right. for Phil Kessel and Vancouver Canucks news regarding that. And I think that would be a great addition to the yeah, bottom six just to add a little bit more speed. You know, he, he doesn't have quite the stamina as he used to. And I don't even think he had much of what he was uh, a regular in the <laughs> NHL, but I think it'd be a great addition in the bottom six, or maybe even sometimes getting the opportunity on the right side in the top six yeah. and just use his speed, uh, his speed and his, that quick wrist shot snapshot along the right side to really help this Vancouver Canucks team uh, with their mission and their success so far this season. I think that would be tremendous for them, but this third line has been yeah. absolutely incredible. They're depth. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons why, again, um, that the Vancouver Canucks are as good as they are right now. They have a lot of depth scoring. Uh, they've got some dogs down there. I've talked about D uh, Dakota Joshua a few too many times, maybe on this podcast. That's but he's okay. been an he's been an absolute beautician out there. Yes. Uh, he's been absolutely stellar. Even Connor Garland and Teddy Bluger have been great. Yep. I'm going to talk a little bit about the fourth line too with uh, Sam Why Lafferty not? and Ilya Mikheyev. They've been fantastic for the Vancouver Canucks. But Dakota yep. Joshua. Uh, specifically has been a guy that I've mentioned quite frequently on this show. He's got 26 points now in 53 games. That's a career high for him. 
fourth season in the NHL. He doesn't shoot the puck a lot on net, but take mm. this in. 18.8 shooting percentage for Joshua is absolutely outstanding. That's crazy. 13 goals on 69 shots. I'd like to like yeah. to see him shoot the puck a little bit more, but he's more of the physicality bringer for the Vancouver Canucks. They've got a lot of enforcers out there. 46 penalty minutes, 196 hits, plus 16. Dakota, Ch uh, Dakota Joshua has been one of those guys that you pick up uh, off the waiver wire, and you can keep him for as long as you want because – Regardless of what he's doing offensively, he's providing other statistical categories in a categorical league. Well, to just put a little cherry on that point for you, how about over the last 30 games, 10 goals and 20 points for Joshua? And in the same period of time, four goals and 20 points for Bluger, a plus 13 over the same period, nine goals, 20 points for Garland and a plus 10. And over that last 30 game stretch deal where this third line has been cooking, how about the Canucks record? 21, 4, and 5. Not bad. And it obviously comes down to something that you and I were talking about the other day. There are themes here with all of these teams that are now really rounding into form as true cup threats. Balanced attack, elite blue line play, and a goaltender that's in line for the Vesna. And the Canucks check all the boxes there in a very, very big way. So we just had to come on here and give them a little bit of love because... They're starting to get some love in Vegas deal, and they're creeping up that board. I believe they're up to like sixth or seventh favorite for the cup. I can't believe they're even that low. I think, though, you got to keep your eye on them because is it Patrick Alvin? I always butcher his first yeah, name. Patrick, Patrick Alvin. Patrick Alvin deserves a lot of love, and I don't think yeah. he's done yet. Bringing in Kessel, augmenting the lineup with Zadorov. I think he's going to maybe look to even make another move. I don't know what it is, but they have been rumored to go in after Jake Gensel pretty aggressively steal. If they go out there and get Gensel, I don't know. I don't think that actually happens. I just have to throw some love to Patrick Alvin and Alex Ovechkin quickly before we get to break when we will talk about Morgan Riley, McDavid Magic, and Thursday's bets. Look, Alex Ovechkin is that kind of player that you have to still give him that respect. I think you and I had this conversation when we were talking about the top 10 vets in the game. Yeah. He's just that good. But now, once again, his fantasy production steal is becoming relevant. Six straight games with a goal. He's picking up steam. The Washington Capitals are still a bad club, and it's really even that much more impressive because they only outscore the San Jose Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks in terms of overall offensive output so far this season. But, What's your take on Ovechkin? Because I want yours before I cop out and give you mine. Yeah, he's up to 37 points now on the season. The six-game goal streak after the All-Star break seems to be revitalizing his goal-scoring touch a little bit. And that's something that the Washington Capitals desperately need right now. They need goals because I believe they're 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10 games. They're five or six points out of the second wildcard spot. And this is the team that has struggled the most Correct. to score goals besides the Chicago Blackhawks. And the San Jose yep. Sharks, they need goals right now. And Alex Ovechkin is about their only goal scorer. I know Dylan Strom's been pretty decent this year as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't expect to see a regression of this magnitude for Alex Ovechkin. I think right. we saw a little bit of a regression coming this season, but not to this extent. However, with that, all that being said, yeah. I would still be continuing to ride with Alex Ovechkin for the entire season. If I were to draft him, I'd probably still be continuing to keep him. Uh, I would keep him on my team unless I was offered some ridiculous trade uh, sure. and I was getting a ton in return, uh, a, a lot of valuables in return for Alex Ovechkin. Because yeah. even though okay. his points are down, 
His shots are still going. He's got 170 shots. He's got 98 hits. The penalty minutes are down. The goals are down. The assists are down. We understand that. But regardless, he's still providing some sort of fantasy value on the other categories. And now that he's getting going with the scoring touch, I think continue riding with him for the rest of the season. I'm here for this take, and my points are twofold. Number one, I remember one of the things you brought up very astutely is how high Alex Ovechkin was still drafted in most fantasy leagues this season. So I understand that a lot of GMs out there are probably so highly invested into Ovechkin that it's even harder to let go of him because of you probably passed on a lot of good players or missed out on a lot of good players to take Ovi, and he's only now starting You know, at game 50 to really – show his value. So I think that's number one. But number two is Alex Ovechkin's name alone in fantasy circles brings sway and it brings influence. So I look at it this way, Steel, because you know I'm bringing that keeper dynasty lens. If you're a GM that's out of it, and now you have a player like Ovechkin starting to cook and his name brings value, you could salvage what is a bad year by bringing in a bunch of young talent. Maybe you get yourself a first rounder and you salvage a bad season because otherwise deal, I think I'm here for your take, but you got to also remember that he's a valuable piece. So if your season's in the toilet and now he's starting to cook and it doesn't really matter for you, sell him off to a guy or gal going for that number one or two spot and get yourself a little bit of a boatload in exchange. Hit me with your take on that. We'll get to break real quick. Uh, well, first, I'm just very happy that one of my bold, because I was going to come out here when we did our bold predictions for the second half of the season and say that he wasn't even uh, he wasn't even going to score 20 goals. So I'm go. kind of thankful at this point that uh, <laughs> that he started that I didn't make that comment and he's heating up a little bit. He still has a little bit to go. He's got six goals uh, to yep. get to 20. But I think with what he's doing right now, he'll get probably that. get there. But again, yeah. I, I'm, I hear with, you. I'm with continuing on Alex Ovechkin. But I see your point. If you're in a keeper dynasty league. Uh, especially in a keeper dynasty league, and you're able to sell yeah. Alex Ovechkin right now at probably his highest value, and sort of salvage your season, look towards next year, get yep. a few, uh, get a few picks, uh, a few draft picks, maybe a first round or a second round, as well yep. as maybe a you know some younger players, some prospects. For sure, that's exactly the way you should probably go if you're not in the if you're not getting if you're not going to be in the playoffs this year. Of course, and you know you know me, Sidney Crosby, these names. I've held on to a guy like Crosby, and look, I was rewarded this year with a big season, but it's a year-to-year basis with these guys, Steel. They're in their mid to late 30s. Clock is ticking, baby. The clock is ticking on today's episode, but we got a lot more coming. You know what we got? Big-time bets, a little Morgan Riley, McDavid Magic, a whole lot more. Today's sponsor is Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming ongoing fights after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees. Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you hope? Get the couples and the family online seminar for 25% off your month of February by using the discount code of Locked On Steel. I hope none of us need this, but it sounds like an amazing tool. Again, that's discount code locked on for 25% off the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, and leave a five-star review. Also, make your way over to YouTube. 
Check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So make sure you make your way over to YouTube, subscribe to the Locked On Sports today, and over to Amazon Fire TV, where you can also find it now. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. We really do appreciate all that love and support you show us. Yes, let sir. us know how your let us know how your fantasy leagues are going right now. Where you're placing in your yes, fantasy leagues? Yeah. Are you excited for the playoffs? What are you looking for in the future as well? If you're in a keeper league, let us know in the comments below. Continu- continuing on today's episode, we will get to Connor McDavid magic and big time bets. But Morgan Riley suspension has been revealed. He got a five game suspension. I yeah. believe he is appealing this. He is. Uh, he is appealing this five game suspension uh, uh, to to Gary Bettman in the National Hockey League. So what are you, what are your takes on the suspension? What are your takes on the overall process? So here's my thing, Steele. I was wrong with my analysis of saying that one game was going to be max. Does that mean that I was wrong on the take of what happened on the play? I don't know because there are a lot of guys out there who played the NHL game for multiple seasons who are still calling this a vast overstep, a vast overpunishment. And I'm not here to rehash the whole situation. I'm not here to talk about Ridley Gregg, even though I thought his comments were a bit boneheaded. But that's okay as a 21-year-old kid and he's going to learn. That's fine. That's all taken care of. But I really do just want to say this. All I keep hearing is about David Perron, the David Perron play, the cross check, the comparison. He got six games. This is what Morgan Riley deserves. Number one, Morgan Riley is not David Perron. Number two, Morgan Riley has a spotless track record compared to David Perron. He does not. Number three, Mike Morgan Riley didn't record a penalty minute until game 41 of this NHL season. He is not David Perron. Number four, David Perron cross-checked the wrong player. Number five, that player didn't see it coming. Ridley Gregg was able to defend himself. So none of this conversation to me, comparing it to David Perron and that suspension holds any kind of water. It's an overstep for me. Did he deserve a game or two? Yes, he did. That's okay. Now I'm understanding it. It was a dangerous play. Sure. Five games to me is a bit of a joke. I don't think the Department of Player Safety has gotten it right in a long time. I think this is a miss once again. I don't think they have it out for Toronto. I'm not that kind of homer. But this is a mistake on the amount of games, in my opinion, and I think people need to just do their research again a little bit more. That's just me, though, Steele. Yeah, there's a lot to take in with this process and the five-game suspension for Morgan Riley. Personally, like when I look at the suspensions, the recent suspensions that have happened this year, David Perron, sixth game. I believe Nikita Zadorov got two or three. Brendan Dillon got three. Brendan Gallagher got five. In my opinion, all of those all of those incidents were a lot worse than Morgan Riley. I like, I thought Brendan Gallagher should have got seven or eight. I thought uh, Brendan Dillon should have got five or six. So mm-hmm. if, if that's what the case is for Morgan Riley as well, he's getting more games for, again, this is my opinion in a, in yep, a, yep. again, not as severe manner or severe incident that Morgan Riley did compared to the other players. Yeah. I just think it's a, it, there's an imbalance here from from the player uh, department player safety and what George Peros is really determining to be the factors of each scenario. So for me, that's something to take into question about, again, we need a lot more consistency. I agree, and I said sure. this before. I th- I really thought Morgan Riley, was he, he deserved to be suspended. I thought it was going to be around three games, maybe four. I think five is just a little too much. And look, 
this is, I think, all we need to say about it because clearly it was a suspendable offense, and I already said I'm wrong, came on here and said it, but the fact remains is the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be without their best defenseman for five games at the most important stretch of the schedule. So the team really rattle, rallies around Morgan Riley here and wins one for their boy in a big, big 4-1 win. performance against the St. Louis Blues team that say what you will about the Blues. They've been playing really well of late, and that's just a fact. So I hate people on Twitter going, oh, it's the Blues, it's the Blues. Check the numbers, people. The Blues have been playing great hockey of late. And they play well against the Toronto Maple Leafs, too. Thank you very much. Anyway, Steele, Connor McDavid, very quickly, because, you know, I got to bounce back on bets in a big way, so I got to (laughs) really, really figure it out. It's getting ugly over here. The last 15 games for Connor McDavid, he has 29 points and 21 of those are assists i made a uh you know an argument at the start of the year that i wanted to see him shoot the puck a lot more and you said well what if he's just distributing and creating for his teammates in the manner that he does at an elite level and you and i had a bit of a disagreement on that one i just want to say this is the uh i prove i'm wrong episode i guess for flip (laughs) you were right as well steel because look at what he's doing look at the seasons of his teammates around him like ryan nugent hopkins and zach hyman even because of how good he is, my goodness me, I feel bad for NHL defensemen that have to play against this guy one-on-one. That's not even fair. That's like Shaq playing one-on-one basketball against a toddler. That's how hard it is for these guys to defend McDavid. Anyway, I'm going to stop yelling. This Edmonton team is going to be very, very hard to beat. If this guy is getting six and seven point nights on the regular, which right now it's looking like he can, that's going to be bad, bad news for the Western Conference. It is, and it's been incredible to watch Connor McDavid over the last three months compared to the first two months of the season and what the Edmonton Oilers are now capable of doing. 12 assists in his last five ga- uh, in his last five games, six assists in that 8-4 win over the Detroit Red Wings. And, and exactly to what I was saying before, you know, earlier in the year about Connor McDavid's bread and butter is that it's his playmaking yep. ability and using his speed to isolate defensemen, get, get his his wingers and uh, teammates open in areas where he can put the puck to them on the tape. And that's exactly what we saw six times last night or two nights ago against the Detroit Red Wings. That pass to Evander Kane, I believe on the sixth or seventh goal was absolutely phenomenal. Just a nice little spinorama backhand through a couple of sticks right on. He does that so well. And he does hard to do that. The speed, the edge work, the the ability to make the pass on the tape as well, doing everything that he's doing at once. The kid's a multitasker for sure. A true God, McJesus. And again, just I've said a few times on this podcast that McKinnon is the best player in the NHL. I still believe Nathan McKinnon is the best uh, player in the NHL right now because we've seen a couple of five, six-point games from him this season, and he's been absolutely stellar for the Colorado Avalanche. But those two guys, for me, are on the exact same level. They're on the same tier, and they're by themselves. Well, hey, I know it's still uh, 23-point steal, but he's 23 (laughs) points back of Nikita Kucherov. Oh, sorry. Wait, how, how bad am I, no, am he's I with numbers? He's, he's, he's 13 points, points back now. Yeah. Holy crap. I am bad with numbers, <laughs> but Hey, now, Hey, now art Ross, that art Ross bet. I made a couple of weeks ago, not looking too crazy, but maybe that might be the only bet that I win in the next little while, because <laughs> I have been struggling, but we're going to come right back and talk a little bit more about those bets, but steel just before we go there, seriously, this McDavid magic that you're seeing just him alone playing at that level It's what we've said for the last number of years. If even one other player can elevate their game, I don't think it matters. With a player like McDavid performing at that level, 
it's the kind of thing that's really hard to beat, man, in a seven-game series. So let's see if they can continue to do it. And let's see a player step up and do it in the postseason alongside him. But anyway, we got a few months to get there, don't we? few months, but we are very close. And I'm itching right now to get to play some playoff hockey. Only, what, 25? <laughs> Don't ask games. me if it's a number to count, Steve. I will, Obviously, I will I ask you it. about the numbers, Thank but you. we're getting there, and we couldn't be more excited about the postseason, the NHL. We're going to get to big-time bets, where the money is made. But first, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event. That's why we only use the Game Time app on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Views from your seats at the venue, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, the follow button, leave a five-star review. Flip and I appreciate all that love and support you show us Monday through Friday. That's what we're trying to do here at the end of every episode. Show some love. Give the return back on Big Time Bets where the money is made. Flip, would you like to start us off? I guess so, Steele, because (laughs) you know what? I If I don't hit at least one or two of these bets tonight... I'm going to pull the steel reset and maybe take a couple of days off because, oh boy, that Christian McCaffrey loot is running out real quick if you get me. So let me just start with this one. The Colorado Avalanche are headed into the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number one, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won seven straight games at home. Emily Arena is a fortress for them when they're cooking. They're the best power play unit in the league and they're scoring goals. Number two, watching this Colorado Avalanche team offensively, I'm ready to give them the cup. But right now, Alexander Georgiev needs some help. He is overworked. He has been playing too many minutes, and he just looks gassed. And I don't know what the future holds for this team if they keep being allowed, uh, being involved in these seven, eight, nine-goal games when it comes down to playing squads like the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars and Winnipeg Jets through the playoffs. Anyhow, this is going to be a barn burner. I'm saying over six and a half. Only it's been an even split head to head in the last 10 games, five over five under. But I think just looking at both teams on their own right now, being involved in a ton of high scoring game steals. So I'm going back to basics, baby. Give me the over six and a half at minus 130 between two of the best offensive clubs in the game and two teams that are cooking right now in the offensive end. Yeah, I, I, I got to go with that pick as well on Thursday night. I've got three different bets, though. I've went in a little bit of a different direction. I'll start off with my first one. Actually, my lock of the night, I guess, at this point. Might I'm well. taking the Leafs on the money line at minus 162 <laughs> against the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. They've won six straight against the Philadelphia Flyers. Some high-scoring games at that in the last six yeah. as well. Uh, I believe, or I'm hoping at least, that John Tavares and Mitch Marner will be back in the lineup. 
If not, I'm still riding with the Leafs at minus 162 against the Flyers because the trend seems to be that way in the last six games. And and hopefully, again, uh, once again, like we saw in the Blues game, the bottom yeah. six group can really step up and provide some uh, some offense, uh, some much-needed offense um, from the bottom six. Those three games, by the way, the last three that the Leafs have won, all three against Philly, They've scored 16 combined goals against this Philadelphia Flyers club. So I want to see if they're able to get the offense rolling because we know the defensive woes this club has had. But if they can start to form some chemistry and really bring it together and play for their boy Riley, who is out, I don't care who's in that lineup steal. They need to change the mentality. They need to get gritty. Get back to basics. Lay the body down. Play for the guy next to you on the bench and bleed. Get it done. Pull it together and get wins. And that's why I'm riding with the Montreal. Uh, Mon- Mon- oh, my God. I'm riding with the Maple Leafs <laughs> what is on the this? money line. Holy crow. I don't want to go where I'm thinking. Anyway, Maple Leafs on the money line, minus 170 <laughs> steal. I got a little bit of a different odd than you. But I think that was a really, really big team win for them the other night. Again, it's just the Blues. But, however, I'm feeling it. Give me the Maple Leafs on the money line. I'm with you big time. And thank goodness you have some winning picks because this is making me feel good about this one. That's exactly how I was feeling back in December. I was riding there with you, picking whatever you were throwing down. So I'm with you on how you're feeling right now. Second pick of the night, Senators on the puck line, plus 115 against the Anaheim Ducks. They've won four straight. They're absolutely juiced up right now. Corpy's been better than he has been uh, in the first three to four months of the season. Anton Forsberg, I believe, is back as well. Um, but I'm going with yes. the Senators on the puck line. Some great odds at plus 115 against an Anaheim Ducks team that just continues to struggle, especially going to be on the road as well. So that's my second pick. Last pick, I'm going with Jack Hughes. Anytime goal, two straight games with the goal. Uh, and this kid, again, is just an absolute stud for the New Jersey Devils. And yeah. he's going to have to continue to play his best game if the New Jersey Devils want to get into a playoff spot right now. It's a fact. That is a fact. Also, I'm really liking that one to go over the total. The LA Kings obviously have been having their struggles keeping the puck out of their own net. Just got smoked against the Buffalo Sabres. And you got to feel with the uh, Arvidsson coming back and the team that they have up front that they got to be addressing that blue paint. However, all the other GMs across the league know that too. So pay the piper, baby. Anyhow, speaking of which, Dallas Stars have won six of their last seven games. They just beat the Carolina Hurricanes, neat and tidy, four and two. My boy Jake Ottinger starting to play a little bit better. That's going to be huge for them heading into the postseason. The Nashville Predators are one of those pesky teams that seems to always hang around and burn my parlay. (laughs) So I don't want to even throw that energy out there because the Dallas Stars in their last 10 games against the Nashville Predators have points in 7 of 10, including 6 wins. Lock of the night, Stars on the road on the money line, getting a good price at minus 130. I'm just going to go back to what I do best deal. Sydney Crosby player props. There you go. Dallas Stars and Carter Verhage, and that's all I'm going to do until I start winning bets. I love the Stars money line. Uh, I'm definitely going to be adding that into a parlay with my picks on Thursday night. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, go check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Go over there, subscribe, check it out. You'll absolutely love it. You won't be disappointed. Thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day out there. Good luck with all your bets. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.